Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Talking Tactics podcast. We'd like to say, hey, what's up? This is our World Cup reviews. Um, thank you guys for listening. My name is Daniel. Who are you again? It's your boy, HH. Oh, wait, wait, didn't we talk about the, the quarterfinals already? No, we, we, we talked about the round of 16, and now we're going to talk about the quarters. Are you doing that much content, bro? Bro, I've lost whole concept of time. Just, I've concept of time. What stood out for me the most? I think it has to be Morocco. Okay, let's go there. Like 100%, it has to be Morocco. I think just what Morocco were able to do and what they were able to, to achieve is, um, which was great. Like, I just, I just do not, because I think Argentina and Nenet, okay, it was dramatic, but at the end of the day, Argentina still, still won. Um, Croatia, Brazil, it wasn't really a shock, maybe, because it didn't come about. Croatia are were finalists four years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and um, with, um, France and England, yeah, you'd expect France France were expected to win. Even if it was close, France were expected to win. So I think the big one was, yeah, like Morocco creating history, you know. Um, first side from Africa to get to the semis. And I did not see them beating Portugal. And the fact that they've beaten Belgium, they've beaten Spain, they've beaten Portugal. You look at Messi, Guardiol, Griezmann, you've got to say Amrabat is in there as one of the best players of the World Cup, you know. Mm. Like like he's gonna him, lose. I thought Amrabat had a really good game. I thought Unahi had a really good. He was he was really good in the first half. I don't well, know like, how except good for he that was clown, in the second. Chedira. <laughs> I mean, no, no, like that guy is he's, he's generally one of the worst players I've ever seen in my life. Like the guy, like I think because I was speaking to a, a, a Moroccan and he said mm-hmm. that it's a blessing in disguise that he got sent 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 off so he can't be used in the semi. I was so, just gonna say that. So yo, actually, what stood out to me? Let me actually get the actual stats. Your boy Enesri, for that mm-hmm. goal, he jumped 2.78 meters for that goal. And I think because they did a comparison where I think I think it's my I don't know whether it was a goal or a header, but I think it was a goal that Christian scored against Sampdoria where he jumped 2.56 meters. When I saw that, okay, cool. But when you now look at how high he jumped, that's insane. So now I ask you the question. Mm-hmm. Who was to blame for that goal? Diaz or Costa? Is it a cop out to say a little bit of both. Yeah. Then Diaz. One thing that I always look for in goals like that is, and they're not often, but how high is the striker's head above the goalkeeper's hands? When Enesri jumped over, basically dunked on the keeper, you can't really stop that because he that's just an athletic play that maybe, I don't know, a handful of people who are at that World Cup can do. The only way that you can stop that from happening 
is you have to get body contact on him so to stop him from jumping in the first place. The person that that's on would be the defender that he's running off to stop him jumping and getting above the goalkeeper's hands in the way that he did. Costa can't just push him, otherwise it's a penalty. So you can't blame him too tough. Um, so you have to blame, if you need to blame someone, the person who let him run and jump like he was in the NBA. No, for me, I think that for Diaz, you, 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 you're complicating matters just being there. The, the fact that you're just there and you're in the middle and you're just sort of, you're pretty much just getting in the way of Diaz trying to say what's up. I think for you, you're, you're making the the whole position and the whole play very problematic and you're just complicating matters a lot more for Costa. Like you have to say, Costa has some blame because when you come out, you want to clear the ball. And the thing though is, did you shout mine? Because if you shout mine, defender get the hell out of the way. But even if he didn't shout out mine, when you just look at the, the, the play, Diaz, you're just in there and you don't really jump fully. So you're just making matters a lot more difficult for Costa. So if Diaz, you, if you were there, either you jump as high as a Nesri to win the, 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 the ball or you don't even get there in the, in the first place. So you have to just credit Morocco's defense because again, you've, they've not considered an opposing player. Mm-hmm. So to, to reach a semi-final and an opposing player has not scored against you and you've had to face Croatia, Belgium, Spain, and Portugal, that is an insane start. They had, I think, one of the defenders was injured, then Saiz got injured during the game. The amount of injuries they've had to deal with, I just think it's it's some next level coaching, man. So, Do you think the injuries will catch up to them against France? But you could argue home nation sucks because I think... Of course, it's tactics, great play. But I do feel that the fact that they have such amazing support, that's like an extra man that they have um, in the stadium. So I just feel like if whatever injuries they have, they are going with such overwhelming support. And they are, it's as if any player that comes in, they're just raising their level. And especially where you're now, they're now in uncharted territory and they're playing with house money now. It doesn't matter who gets injured. I just think that there's like a spirituality that's with them now. And don't underestimate the power of that kind of support and how that can take an average player to become a supersonic player. If you look at AFCONs, nine times out of 10, if it's held in a North African country, that North African country will most likely win it, nine times out of 10. So... North Africans, they do very well if they have that kind of home support or it feels like a home game. And for a lot of Morocco's games, it's felt like, like a, a, a home game. And I think when they play France, most of those fans in there will be from Morocco. So mm. it's a huge Dubinsky. You know, that like the, the thing we were talking about off mic, about like the, the, the little opportunity that popped up. One of the reasons I couldn't go with that is the idea of Morocco playing France. Even if you strip away... You know, it's a World Cup semifinal. I feel like it's a it's a very interesting matchup politically. Now, Morocco might not have the same history with France that a country like Algeria might, because um, <laughs> the Algerians had to get straps for years in order to get their independence from France. Um, but Morocco was colonized by Spain in part, by France in part. Like that idea of you go into this to a World Cup semifinal. And basically, it's not a home game, but it is a home game against like the formal colonial, I don't like calling them this, but master. Like Uh, that's that's box office to me. But before the tournament, we were asking like, 
is this African nation the semifinalist? Is that African nation the semifinalist? It's been done, which is kind of wild that it's it's mm. finally happened. Yeah. That an African nation has finally broken that barrier of getting past the quarterfinals and reaching the semis. And I think that's a big paradigm shift for the continent as a whole because it proves that it can be done. You can get to the semifinals. Now it's about can you get to the final? Can you win the thing? But people talking about can you win the can you win the World Cup? Can you at least get to a semifinal has been my point, but now it's been done. So now it's that next step of final and winning the, the actual competition, which it's, it's easy for me. I wanted to go a bit deep, but maybe that's for a for an extra rather than this. Because <laughs> I was I was trying debating. to just because yeah, yeah. it was like a conversation I was having with my brother about basically North African sites and West, Central and South African sites. And like, okay, if let's say a Ghana or a Nigeria had the stadium fully supporting them, would they play the way that Morocco have played? And my, and the answer is no, but then that's maybe that's maybe for for, for the extra and so forth. Well, so I mean, I think Ghana in twenty ten proved in and I, I hate this term, but like in a sub Saharan context, yeah. if you host the World Cup there the country, wherever it's hosted, will rally around you. And Ghana were <laughs> like, however, they, they were a Luis Suarez away from doing what, what Morocco just did. Now, maybe not in the same style. I think Morocco have been well worth and there's no... Mm. Oh, like no, they, no, 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 no. What Morocco has done is far better than what yes. Ghana would have almost done. But, you know, so. but, but I think it could translate. And if the World Cup was hosted in more than... Europe, South America, North America, like if it was hosted in more places, you might see more mm. more variants in the teams that can make a semi. But yeah, I just think it's it's important that there are teams on the continent, some some that didn't even make the World Cup, like Algeria, Nigeria. We know we can beat Morocco. We've done it at AFCON. We've done it in many instances. If we have the organization and just we get we catch that lightning in a bottle, we can get, make it to a World Cup semifinal. But we just need that right organization and discipline and Obviously, the coach is 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 really good and just making a solid unit. Like some of the tactical changes he did against Portugal, where he mm. moved to the back five, and you just saw things there where it's like, oh, like this guy knows what he's doing. So, all credit to Morocco. So, um, Brazil, man. So you you asked me the yes or no questions. I always hate your yes or no questions, but. Will we get the Brazil-Argentina final? And I thought about it for a minute. Semi, and I was like, semi, yeah. semi. Oh, sorry, semi-final. And um, I thought about it for a bit, and I was like, yeah. But then you were like, no, nah, we're not going to get it. And I said, who who messes up? You said Argentina. Um, but the correct answer was Brazil. Brazil's the one that messed it up for us. Or or we could say Croatia did well, and, and they got through. But, um, yeah, I was I was disappointed for Brazil. Because they, they, they played better than Croatia, but Croatia just did know they, how to win. Did Bro, they, did, the, did the goalkeeper they, made like double-digit saves, no? Did they? I mean, I mean, let, I mean let's be really <laughs> honest here. That game that I saw, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, Brazil have come up against a tough defense. Croatia, this tournament's like no Mandzukic, no Rakitic. The attack is, 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 is a non-entity, but Guardiola has been one of the best defenders and they've been very good defensively. Before Neymar scored that goal, we were all that, bro, Neymar, your Brozovic has you handcuffed. 
Richarlison was incarcerated by Guardiola and Lovren. <laughs> he was in, he was in, incarcerated. So Alcatraz. I was like, it just seemed as if, like, here's the the, the whole point. It's the story was supposed to be tough, hard, but again, you need that guy just to do a little bit of magic, which was Neymar, and that was supposed to be the story. But again, before the game, I text my Croatian colleague friend. Um, I say, yo, if it's, and this, I'm just being sarcastic, I say, yo, if it's, are you ready to beat Brazil in a sarcastic way? And he says, 100%. I was like, 100%? <laughs> I was like, is he joking to me? Really? But like, I was like, no, because, okay, maybe he's being one, but I was like, why would he say that? I was like, it's Brazil. <laughs> I would have said that, oh yeah, no, no, I, th- I think, no, I so we are confident. He said, no, 100%. And I think it's something that someone said is, Brazil have lost their fear factor. Hmm. I think you look at, the 06 team and what Zidane did to that to them combined with 7-1. Brazil lost our fear factor. Prior to 06 and definitely prior to 7-1, US, that's yellow jersey. You you feared you're like, bro, avoid them. Cause that they just that, that just instilled fear. So I feel that for Croatia, in their mind they're like, okay, we just have to now score now. And I think with this Croatian said, whenever they've had to score, they've scored. If they don't have to score, they don't score. Against um, Canada, oh, we have to score now? Boom, three or four. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, against Belgium, we don't have to score. Now, if they score, boom, but we don't have to score here. A draw is good. Against Japan, oh, we have to score? Okay, we'll, we'll score. So whenever Croatia have to score, they just tune in and just get the job done. Once we have to score, but if we don't have to score, Okay, we'll we'll take you to deep waters because I think this Christian said is that we are happy to take you into deep what waters and penalties. We've won four in a row. We've we've won four of these bad bad ways in a row. So I think, which is why. <laughs> so initially, when it happened, I was angry <laughs> because I went to Brazil at the time. So on the emergency hangers, I was like, "Oh, Brazil, why did you do this? Neymar, this we we challenge your trash, blah 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 blah." But then afterwards, I was like, "Look." I've got a shout out to my friend Ivica. I've got a shout out to the Croatian firm. So I then I reached another reaction where I said, these Croatian guys don't give up. And all these Croatians were like, man, we don't give up. This is a Croatian energy. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and my thing is like, <laughs> we are so, f- because we are so, we were so tunnel visioned in Brazil, Argentina, Brazil, Argentina, Brazil, Argentina. Like, Wait a minute. You can't just disregard Croatia. Yeah. So Croatia were like, we don't give a, we don't give, we don't care about your bomber scripts of having Brazil, Argentina. We are here. And you have to get past us. So, no, we are here to try and win this. You know, and I can't believe they came back. I just cannot believe that, that those guys came back. I was like, I'm still in shock. I can't, because I thought that, oh, it's, it's over. 1 see, 0, 15 minutes of time, it's over. Mm-hmm. If Neymar had scored that goal in the second period of extra time in the time that he did, they win the game. But 15 minutes to 20 minutes is a long time. And then we saw the changes that they made where they took off Paqueta, they brought on Fred and Danilo. Then Croatia responded, kind of to your point, if we need a goal, we'll go get one. And they put on two attacking players. And the dynamic of the game shifted to where Brazil were with personnel who should be defending a a result. But the mindset of Brazil was to go get a second almost. So in the goal that Croatia scored the positioning of some of the players is just, it doesn't make football sense given the time and situation, time score situation of, of what the game was. 
if you're going to put Fred on the pitch, have him be the DM. Don't have like why is he trying to get a second goal? It doesn't make sense. Um, Croatia hit the right buttons, and then once they score, you've now taken off your penalty takers. If you're Brazil, like you've taken off Paqueta, who probably would have taken one. And Croatia have now put on more attacking players, so they have more forwards and strikers on the pitch than you do. And then we have the situation of, you know, Neymar doesn't even get to take a penalty because he's the fifth taker. And, you know, you have Casemiro taking one, which was okay. But the idea that Neymar's back there and Marquinhos is the one that steps off, I'm just like, why are center backs taking these penalties? I don't get it. Unless you're Ramos. Actually, this would be more of a question. Do you feel like center backs, like Van Dijk, we've seen take one, Yoshida, we've seen take one, Marquinhos, we've seen take one. Is there something in center backs you think that's just like, I don't, of course, I'll just step up and do it if nobody else will? Maybe that's their mentality. Like they don't feel nerves in some way. Oh, no, no, oh, no. I always like defenders taking penalties. And normally, defenders, it's weird. Defenders actually do take penalties because they always go for power. Power is risky, as we've seen with Kane. But if you have power and accuracy, the keeper can't save it. You can't. The skillful players more likely go for placement. Yeah. So attackers, I think they're more likely to be like, well, I'm going to try and place it. And placing can be tricky if the keeper guesses the right way. If he guess the right way, defenders, they just smack. Look at Maguire's penalty at the Euros. You know, so defenders are normally very good at taking penalties, bro. So, and we've seen those penalties that it's a lot. I mean, we'll get more into it with Kane's own one, but <laughs> it's like you can't coach penalties in a shootout. You, 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 you can't. Yeah. Like you can train as much as you want. You can't create, you've played for two hours, nerves, pressure. You can't train for it. So it's about character and who you are. It just shows you that for, for Croatians, they just have the, the focus and ability to hold their nerve and execute. Well, see, have hope. This is this is this is the the maybe a nuance in it. Croatia don't have to train for something that they already know. Training would suggest like we we're, we're in our camp and we're just going to take some penalties. We're going to recreate the drama, the tiredness, the situation, the pressure of a penalty shootout in your camp. Before the World Cup or like before the game, you can't really do that. The only way that you can really feel that pressure and game situation is actually when you're in it. The Croatians have the advantage that they've been in it before. So it's not a training simulation for them. They know exactly what they're getting themselves into. And you can look by the penalties. The, pe- all the That one penalty, the one before the one Marquinhos missed, the dude went side netting. Pre- all the pressure of the world and it hit the side no, net. But, but, but I think also as well is like, it's that experience, but penalty it's a it's a character thing. Mm. What have they said for a long time? Germans are always good at penalty shootouts. So I think it's a cultural thing. If... Mm by nature your people just have that kind of stern focus and so forth you you're able to, everyone gets nervous but you're able to hold your nerves better but if you're very emotional i see for brazil the emotions were there and so forth and if the emotions get the better of you then the nerves get, get, get the better of you why are england so so bad at penalties the nerves emotions because of how much pressure yeah the people put upon them. So I just think that's guys who can handle their nerves the best because penalties for a top player is easy. On face value, for a top player, you should score a penalty. What makes it hard is the nerves, which makes you lose your concentration that you have easily in a practice game. For for a manager, there's nothing you can say. 
<laughs> like literally, you just you, hence why it's a lottery. Hence why don't go to penalties. End this in regulation because at least mm. you have you have more power in regulation. When it's penalties, there is no nothing you can say for a player. You can say, okay, go for side netting, go for the middle. Once you make that run up and you go up there, the nerves take a hold of you. So and, it's, it's down to who you are. Yeah, and just lastly, before we go to halftime, the the point you made, I don't want it to get lost if I skipped it. The point that you made about Brazil not having the fear factor, I find that really interesting. And what, what came to mind when you said that was, I think Brazil, the name Brazil, the brand of Brazil still carries some sort of weight. What doesn't carry the weight, or maybe it's the players themselves, they don't have what the old generation had. Everyone before the tournament, maybe not everyone, because I, I, I feel like you were in that number that said Brazil weren't going to win. But a lot of people had that, this is a good Brazil team, Brazil are going to win. I'd say like maybe 60, 70% of people that I talked to thought Brazil was going to win. But the players themselves have to believe and they have to get it done in and of themselves. This isn't the team with, you know, the three R's and Roberto Carlos and Kaf. Like, this isn't that team. These players don't have, at least it seems, that kind of, I call it here, intestinal fortitude to get it done when it needs to be done. And you might say, you know, the 06 game in the quarters against France is what stripped them of it. But people still look at that Brazil shirt and feel like, these are dudes. That's us giving them the benefit of the doubt because of what that shirt has represented, mm. not necessarily what it represents now. That was my issue when people were picking Brazil. People were just looking at the name. Oh, it's Brazil, it's Brazil, Brazil. Okay, cool. But what is what is this Brazil? And mm. I said to people that when whenever Brazil have won a World Cup, they've had a striker who is one of the best in the world and a second guy who is really a top second guy. Pele Cacarincha, Romario Bebeto, Ronaldo Rivaldo, and throwing Dino as, as well. So they've always had that kind of elements of where like that striker, he is one of the best players in the world. And that is the guys that people will now lean to, towards. And also you, Brazil, they, I think Brazil actually invented the whole notion of the wing back where these fullbacks are actually part of the attack and so forth, mm -hmm. all the way back in 1970. So there were a lot of elements of the Brazil team that I was like, no, 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 this isn't a Brazil that wins a World Cup, you know? So I was like, yeah, there are some good players here, but I don't, this isn't the Brazil team that's aha, these guys can say what's up. Hence why I said, it's an open World Cup, anybody can win it. There is no clear theory. Brazil was just the sexy answer without people really doing the proper research. You know, but I didn't think it would be crucial that they'd lose to. So, <laughs> I'm I'm saying Brazil lost because all of their players dyed their hair blonde. But that's its own conversation. No, that's that that <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> that is a. I mean, I, I mean, what are you doing? What, I mean, what, what what are you doing? Come on. Man. It's 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 not so much the dyeing of the hair blonde. It's not keeping it original. Like Vinny had the had the right idea. But I don't know what Rodrigo's up to. I don't know if they're on some Super Saiyan, whatever. I didn't watch Dragon Ball Z, but I know that's probably what they go for. Anyway, we'll be back to talk about England and France. Has the penalty come down to earth yet? Mm. <laughs> you know, okay. Worst penalty misses 
like just in high pressure situations. So we have the Ramos one that went over the bar. You remember the Zaza one from the Euros a few years back where he oh, did yeah, like yeah. the stutter, 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 stutter over the bar. I'm not going to put Kane in that number because there are mitigating factors here. So the first mitigating factor, and I'll, I will leave it to you to crush him. Um, but I'll just put some put some candy out here before you give us medicine. This It was the second penalty of the game that he had taken. It was against somebody who he takes penalties or has taken penalties against for 10 years in Hugo Lloris. Um, that he made the first one when they were down. I thought, okay, he came clutch. He put it in a place where nobody could get it. And then you get a second penalty. And it's like that conflict of, do I put it in the same place? Do I not? Do I just go for power? Lloris has a beat on where I know I'm like, or, or where he thinks I'm likely to go. Do I go the different direction? There's so much stuff. And then the time and situation of the game where this penalty isn't in the 50th minute or the 60th minute. We're in the 84th, 5th, somewhere around there. Um, if we miss this, we're probably out. All of those things combine. And then you would still think, but bro, you're Harry Kane. You're a very technical, proficient striker. Just put the thing on target. And bro, it goes over the bar. It was something I wasn't expecting. I was definitely expecting the ball to go in. And if the ball goes in, France are out, in my opinion, because I mm. do think England on the night had what it took to beat France. Um, they just needed that to go in and maybe it goes to extra time and they find their way. But I think that penalty is a lot more difficult than just your average penalty. He should still make it. But there are some factors where I'm like, damn, like I could see how that might happen. Are you willing to give him that grace? It would be my question. <laughs> <laughs> um, he flopped, bro. Because my thing is that you can't be both both ways. You can't be like Kane is amazing, he's great, this and so forth. But no, and here's here, here here's the thing. Let's take it back to the Euros. Yeah, you don't have to be racist to Saka, Sancho, and Rashford. You have to be racist. Come on, I it's just a game. But they flopped, <laughs> so. You can't no. You those guys they they messed up. Now I would go. I wouldn't even say anything about Saka because he was a teenager. I would be less so for Sancho. You could go in on Rashford. Rashford, you messed up. You are a known penalty taker, a good penalty taker. You should have scored. So you have to say you messed up. You bricked it. It is what it is. But you don't need, you don't need to be racist for Kane. You don't need to be personal. You don't need to now insult him or you can't talk, you can't speak, blah, blah. But you are a known penalty taker who yeah. is your designated taker for Tottenham and you are proficient at it. You've got to put it away. I'm sorry you messed up. Because as you said, he scores that 2-2. England with the momentum, I think they, they go on and, and they beat France. Mm. And this was a huge opportunity for England to maybe go all the way. Because if there was a World Cup for England to reach a final or even win, it's, it was this one. It was this one. It was this one. Because here's my thing. I asked a Moroccan, who would you rather face, France or England? He said France. Mm. He said that, he said that oh, we, we would rather face France. And for me, England beats Morocco. I'm not, I am not as sure that France beats Morocco that, than me being sure England beats Morocco. Yeah. Yeah, if 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 you just if, if you're looking at the patterns of how football goes, England is England Morocco is a game where England yeah. beat them like three one four one or something like no, that. No, 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 no. England beat them one <laughs> zero or, or two one. 
Okay. All right. Is it enough for me? Like, it's a cloaking, but England, they just get, and maybe it's through a penalty, a set piece, but it's a it's a 1-0 or a 2-1 kind of a game. Well, see, I was thinking, like, the pattern would be they win a game convincingly in the semis, and then they lose the final to whoever's on the other side. Like, that's the pattern that would be mm. in my head. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was an unfortunate miss. And I, I, I think I read something or somebody told me, or I heard it. I heard this. I didn't read it. That Harry Kane picks, uh, but before every game that he plays, Harry Kane picks the direction of where he's going to shoot his penalties. And the direction doesn't change. And I don't know if this could, could be fact-checked. I'm sure there's games where he's taken two penalties and gone in different directions. But if that's if that's true, Lloris would know that. So that he already took one and went to his left. Lloris would think, okay, Harry Kane today has picked that he's going to put it in the upper left. So if he knows that he's already shown Lloris his hand, mm. I need to put some extra hot sauce on this one. And I think the body shape was he was going for that upper left corner. He just yeah, yeah, yeah. he just messed up the technique and it went over. And you could just see even Mbappe, like France exhaled we can actually now win this game. And I think they were slightly professional and and how they killed the game. But I thought England were far and away the better team. Yeah. But France came up with the two moments that they needed to come up with, the the, the Chouameni goal in the first half and mm. the Giroud winner. And we've got to talk about the side the chick, man. We can't ignore the, the side chick because Griezmann, go for it. he's been one of the best. He's been France's best player. By hundred percent, and he's been one of the best players at the World Cup. And Do you I think, know what's really? Oh, go ahead, go for it. Sorry. No, just no, no. I mean, that's the difference between England and France. England, they, they were definitely they, 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 they controlled the game, and they seemed like they had a better handle of the game ta- tactically. But that's the difference: is that France had a Griezmann, and that moment of quality is what decided the game. You know, mm-hmm. so for England, they would have gotten back the game via two pe- penalties. Look at the first goal, moments of quality. Second goal, moments of quality. So, and those are the differences between winning and losing at this level. So. Do you know? Do you know the interesting thing about France? And if if this was like a league game, right? And this was the the Premier League. Let's say it was like match twenty or something, and France were playing. Just a, a a team like France or in the situation that they were in, in the league we would say that's a sign of champions. Oh yeah, that you that you win a game that you didn't play well in, but you got the result that you needed to get in the moment that you needed to get it. We would say that's a sign of champions. But there's now if we say it's match twenty, there's eighteen more weeks for you to prove it. In a World Cup situation <laughs> where it's single elimination, if you're playing bad. If you don't get those moments, you're out. I, I would like to say that's a sign of champions that France on their bad day mm. still were capable of beating England. That must be a good sign that you're not going to go back to back. But we can't say that because it's not over the course of 20 more games. They have one more game against Morocco and then you earn the right to play a third place game or, um, or a final. So mm. France scored the first goal. It felt to me like they just stopped playing. They just wanted the, the clock to run out. Like, oh, we're up 1-0. Let's just shuffle around and defend space. And they let England get back into the game quite easily. And then England built momentum, scored, 
and then France just Giroud, man, he just came up. He put, first, for, firstly, he missed that chance that yes, led to the corner. Yes. Yeah. Then, then the corner comes, and in the second phase, he scores a goal. But France just came up with those two moments, and it's good that you won. You can't just expect moments. Maybe you can. But but but, but, but isn't that what they did in 2018? I thought in 2018 they played way better football throughout the consistently through yeah. 90 minutes. If you look at those games, no, against, sorry, against no. Argentina, they no, didn't against play Argentina, well. Yes, against Uruguay, no. Against Belgium, no. <laughs> Definitely not against Belgium. <laughs> but then, but then in the final they played like so. On balance, I would say that they they generally play well. But this is how no, no, France no, plays. See, this is a weird thing though. I think France have played better at this World Cup than in 2018. But Ooh. in in 2018, they just seemed un, unbeatable, if that makes sense. This team is very beatable. But I think when they've played well, they've played better than in 2018. But in 2018, it was very much just being effective and so forth. But 2018, just seemed as if I don't think anybody can beat these, these guys. Well, 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 well the, the difference in 2018 is you have Umtiti, Pogba, Kante, in, in midfield, that that makes you feel confident when you see them on the team sheet in 2018. It's just like it's going to be very hard for them to score. Even in the semifinal, Titi comes up with the with the with the goal. So this team, you look at Chuamani and you can see there's a player there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you can go ahead and win a World Cup, go ahead. But um, you, that's a player that you look at for the next four, five, six, seven, eight years. Like imagine what he could turn into in terms of just a consistent central midfielder DM. Um, but the center back partnerships, Opumakano and Varane, they look shaky. Opumakano mm. got he had a drugged by well. Harry. Harry Kane had his way with him. Yeah, totally. totally. And if it Harry Kane it. is having his way with you, Lord have mercy, because Harry Kane is a functional striker. He's mm. not He's not some Ronaldo, no. meaning R9. He's not, he's, not, he's not that type of striker. He's just very functional. So if he can get the better of you in that way, that's... But again, France played like trash, generally, or r- relative to what we know they can do. They were trash, but they, they won the game. Yeah, Credit to them for winning a game on a bad day. It should spell good signs for them that if we can beat England on an off night, if we're on it, Morocco beware, Croatia, Argentina beware. But that's not how knockout football works. No, no. So that's how league football works. That's not how knockout football works. So um, I guess we could talk about who we think will win the semifinals and then we can then we can jump out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I, I, I think it's an Argentina-Morocco final. Argentina-Morocco? Yeah. Because, again, Brazil-France, Brazil-France, man. Argentina Portugal, Argentina Portugal, meh. Argentina France, Argentina France, meh. So, whatever the kind of you're whatever the streets wants to engineer, yeah, yeah, just the focus said, "No, stop that." <laughs> I think Croatia France is too cheesy. Mm-hmm. Croatia Morocco is ridiculous. France Argentina is too obvious. So I've settled on Argentina Morocco. And my thing here is, and here's now, here's now, here's my beef. If if it's Argentina Morocco, <laughs> Morocco don't. Beat Belgium, Spain, Portugal, France, and then lose the final. Like then, there's no point. There is no point in beating all those teams, reaching the Getting final, the and then final, losing. losing. There would be no point. Okay, here's 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 my here's my thing. Not to to, to steal a phrase from you. Here's my thing. That's half host one. Oh, yeah, here's, my thing. <laughs> here's my thing. So, 
Argentina and Croatia play first. If Croatia win, because that would be the upset people see, it'll be Croatia against France, and we'll get the 2018 rematch. If Argentina win, then we're scheduled for the would-be upset, even though I don't think Croatia are an underdog. And we'll get the Argentina-Morocco final. Like something will, something has to happen based on the tenor and track record of this World Cup. Mm. We're not going to get Argentina-France. But what what is the permutation? Is it Croatia against Morocco? I mean, that would be fun, a first-time winner. Yeah. If an African nation wins the World Cup, ooh! <laughs> like... <laughs> Ah, I mean, but the, 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 I mean, yeah, I mean, but uh, <laughs> extra, 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 extra. Yes, um, but yeah, um, my my final is France against Croatia. I think we're gonna get the rematch of 2018. Oh. And and you think? Oh, so you think Croatia beats Argentina? And I'll just go ahead and say I think Croatia are gonna win the World Cup. Hold wait, hold up. You think Croatia beats Argentina? Yeah. Wow. Wait, in regulation or penalties? Regulation. I wow. That's a big call, bro. I think they're going to switch it up somehow. Rather, they they can't keep getting away with these 120 minute games, right? So I I don't I don't think they beat those guys in regulation, man. I I, I don't see that. I think they do. I think it's going to be a two one Croatia, and in the other game, I think France will probably win two nil, two one, something like that. Now here's my thing, though. Oh, see, see, I told you. Yeah, yeah, no, no, oh, yeah. Look, okay, yeah, okay. This, oh, see, now I'm not gonna be be, be conscious. Self-conscious, just say it, man. Okay, <laughs> okay. Oh wow, I actually just say it's. Oh, okay. Look, wow, yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, oh man, you see, you've messed me up. Now, I'm, okay. Just say here's my thing. Okay, okay here's my thing. It's your standard. Proof, if man. if Croatia meets France, Croatia beats France. I think they beat them. So basically, the last time this happened was 86 and 1990. So 86, Argentina beats West Germany 3-2. 1990, West Germany then beats Argentina 1-0. Mm-hmm. I think that this France is not as strong as four years ago. And I just do feel that Croatia beat them and they beat them on penalties in the final. That I, I don't know if they beat them on penalties, but I definitely know if we get Croatia against France... I, I can't say definitely. If we get Croatia against France, I'm leaning Croatia just because that's how the story would go. But, but, but for me, I here's it's been <laughs> such a weird World Cup that mm-hmm. I see two things happening Messi finally doing it or a first time winner. I just think France going back to back is too, like, it's like, huh, what? Like, it, it just, <laughs> just doesn't it it's, 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 it does make sense. Yeah. Morocco winning, it makes sense because it's been that kind of a, a, a World Cup. Croatia winning, uh. Bro, it's, if if Cro there are whoa, there are horsemen on the line. God, if Modric wins, you gotta put him. If Messi no, but, wins, but, but see, that's the thing. You though. gotta put him. Modric has to ball in the semi and the final. Okay. Because he's not had like the greatest World Cup, so he's got to see what's up in the semi and in the final. I mean, look, I'm, I'm if, expecting if Messi goes I'm crazy. Yeah, look, if Messi goes crazy <laughs> in semi and the final, bro. I mean, what do you say? No, your has he balled at the World Cup criteria? <laughs> Messi's been playing. He's pulling strings. He's scoring goals. He's talking shit to Van Howe. He's going. Yeah, but, he's but going in. as good as Maradona in '86. So that's the thing, you know. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Yo, okay, okay. This is this is like the last two three minutes. The Cristiano tears. How did you feel? <laughs> yes. No. I'll be real with you. Mixed mixed emotions. A did part you feel of for me. Him? No, see, a, a part of me felt 
sad, a small part of me. And then another part of me was, um, you brought this upon yourself. So all that talk, how you disrespected United, your bravado um, persona in the Piers Morgan interview, you brought mm. this upon yourself because that's how the world works. Talk, 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 I'm this, I'm that, I'm the goals, blah, blah. And then you end up getting benched, dropping a um, average rating of 5.11. You're amongst the worst players in the, in the group stage. And you go out on a, a, a whimper. Side still no knockout goal. Also, side note, don't respond to this because this is an extra. I saw Catherine Mayoga post on Cristiano Ronaldo leaving about karma is a B. Don't respond. Don't respond. That's what I'm saying. So, um, but yeah, no, no, look. My thing, yeah, I mean, he brought it upon himself. Mm. Like, and right now it's like, where do you go now? You don't have a club. This would have been a good advert for a club to take you. What top team is going to sign a 38-year-old who just dropped a disaster class at the World Cup? Do, 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 you know, that was my that was my Cristiano plan. I told him, stay United. You get to the World Cup. If you have a world a good World Cup was my condition, mm. somebody will come for you. The World Cup has been one of the worst window shopping. Like, you, you, you know, when they say, like, the, he's... He's been put in the shop window. Yeah, yeah. The food's rotting. I don't. It's it it, it it looks bad. So I don't know who's who would come except like that Saudi deal yeah. that might work, or maybe going to China or Japan or MLS if if he's allowed, um, or maybe Mexico that might work. Um, Indian Super League, yeah. Pakistani Premier League. If that's I don't Bulgarian know what the league, thing is called, but you can say what's up. No, I'm just thinking of like where are the Ronaldo fans, like mm. Asia, Latin America, Arab nations. Mm. They're they're bags to get Ronaldo. But he, the, the the thing about Cristiano Ronaldo is he makes so much money from Instagram and just marketing. Going to Saudi Arabia for 200 million might lose him money in the grand scheme of things because yes, you're making the 200 million, but are you in the right country to get all of your Brand what, work what, what done. What are his choices? What are his choices? <sighs> you could have been on the bench and been an impact player, but because of your ego, you messed mm. that up. So, which bench are you even going to be on? <laughs> he's in his event player if he goes to the Saudi League. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill me. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> if you're on the bench for. Uh, what's I'm that? Said. I'm not um, <laughs> for uh, 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 Vincent Abubakar, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you might be low key. Actually. You know, you're you're you're, you're, you're coming on when Abubakar is tied in the seventy fifth impact uh, sub. Because I think Abubakar plays for Al Nasir. Oh, I think so. But either way, um, yeah. When 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 I saw Cristiano in tears, I felt I I don't like seeing people cry. So I was just oh, like, no, damn. Man, but then they, I thought, is he crying? <laughs> and it was this was a fleeting thought because the the answer is obvious. Is he crying because his Portugal career is over and this and that, or is he just crying because of the embarrassment of himself? And I was like, damn, I don't know. I think I think it's it's but a, it's, I would say he was I would say he was more crying over like himself, like where do I go from here? But maybe that's the cynical part of me that maybe he does. I mean, I, and I'm sure he does. Maybe he does care about. Oh, no, 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 I think it's everything because I think it's because Christian. He is he he. It's strange. He's a very strange. I think I don't think it's strange for me. I blame his 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 fans. His fans are the, are the issue. I think his fans put this belief that 
he's still this supreme amazing player. And what yeah, people like don't understand Superman. is, yeah, like football is football. You know, people you get, get worse. Old. And you, you get older, then you go worse, and then you then re retire. That's what, mm -hmm. what happens. But people have just bought into this, oh, he's just amazing, he's just good, and everything. And I think don't underestimate humans' ability to worship. So if even the even the, the atheist worships every the see, maybe you and I, we are probably in the one percent oh, where wow. we can take a step back and everything. The ninety-nine percent, there is something you worship. If it if it isn't a deity, it's a celebrity or it's a, or it's a sports person or it's a sports team. Ooh, see, I think if we're using the word worship to describe it, I think I do worship sports, but I don't worship the athletes or the teams. But just like what sports give me, I that just, is like a religion. I don't know, but see, that's itself. the thing, though. Worshipping is different from worshipping an individual right. because it's, it's, it, 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 sports is not a tangible thing. Yeah. It's 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 like it's 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 an it's an intangible institution. A person is someone you can you can you can relieve you. So that's where I'm going towards because yeah, I am I'm following this person. I am worshiping this individual, this thing that has this personalities and this character is very tan tangible as opposed to football is just football, it's a thing, you know, yeah. it's it's just not, it's not a human being. And Do you know yeah, I I have a theory. And I don't know how to prove it, but this is, oh, it's not really a theory. It's just something I was thinking about. And I have another question after this, so I'll make it quick. Just wh whoever your favorite player is, says something about you in terms of what you think you lack. So if your favorite player is Cristiano Ronaldo, does that mean that like the arrogance that he shows is something that you wish you had in your life? So then you're attracted to players who give off something that you feel like you don't have. So, like, if, if my favorite player is Drogba, mm. does that mean I'm trying to tap into his ability to be powerful and strong? Like, does that mean that there's something in me that I don't feel confident or powerful or strong or big? Wait, so, so, then so, I, so, so then I tap into Drogba and he wait, gives wait, wait, me what? something. Are you saying fanship or worship? Worship in that sense or fanship? Oh, oh, no, 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 worship, yes. I think, you see, you see for me, because for me, yeah, I was a massive fan of Zola or R9. But worship, I think that's something deep. See, it's it's again, it's like the the, the Kardashians. No. You worship them because <laughs> they have something you don't have. It's like MTV Cribs. I was always like, because I always used to say to my brother, my sister, like, like, wait, why are you guys watching this MTV Cribs? You know, we'll never have a house like this and so forth. But you just sit down watching. I'm like, man, look at this. I'm like, why are you watching rich people showing this? They're crazy, extravagant mansions. But there's human beings just have this propensity of loving something they, they can't have yeah. or loving something that they can never be. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's something weird. And like, I look at Christian and everything and like, there are people just love the idea of a, of a deity of this kind of amazing, incredible thing that I must always support. And there's almost this kind of addiction to finding excuses of always supporting that whole thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's weird. It's a strange. So last question, yes or no? Mm. Will we see Cristiano Ronaldo playing for Portugal in 2026? Yes. This has been the Talking Tactics podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can follow us <laughs> online at Talking Tactics on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you listen to podcasts. I've been Daniel to look. Half of where can people get you? Half of football, hot .com, baby. We will catch you guys after the semis.
maybe even after the semis and the final. Peace, peace, peace. Take One it. love. Peace out. If we see that dude again. Sports Social Podcast Network.